Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, everybody? Mike Lindsley back with you. It's the ML Sports Platter here. It's going to be a video and audio version of the show, so welcome in. Hopefully, you can catch the whole thing. It's all brought to you by our great friends at Stanley Law Offices. You see the logo up there in the top corner. Stanley Law Offices, together, they'll work to get you the maximum reward. And a tip of the cap, thank you as well, to CH Insurance, Burn Dairy, Rosie's Corner, and Camillus Golf Club. Grab your 2024 membership today to Camillus Golf Club. So I wanted to spend... I don't know, maybe 15, 20 minutes here on the show talking um, about, you know, the Super Bowl being set. And I know there's a lot of people furious that the Kansas City Chiefs are back, frankly, the Niners back. And and it's amazing here for for people who don't realize this, the NFL's parody is literally one of the most overrated things in sports, is it not? They have the draft. They have a salary cap, which is also overrated because you can cut people at any time to free up money. Now you have to fill those holes with cheap contracts, whether it's rookie deals or finding guys up off the scrap heap or whatever. But the reality is you still have the salary cap and you still have to work with it, especially if you have an elite quarterback, Mahomes, Allen, Lamar, you know, those kind of guys, because they take up such a big chunk of your roster. So drafting, salary cap, injuries, all these things that the NFL says, you know, falls into the parity category. And yet here we are again, with the 49ers back after they've showed up in the NFC Championship games a, a game a ton of times the last few years. And we have the Kansas City Chiefs. The dynasty continues. It's just a different flavor of the Chiefs, a little bit more defensive, but the offense can still do it in spurts. And Mahomes is still Superman in terms of how he makes his reads and <clears throat> runs out of the pocket and extends plays, still makes the key throws when it matters. You flip the switch and Travis Kelsey shows up in the playoffs a lot more than he did in the regular season when he looked more like an aged player. The point is, I don't care about all those things I just mentioned. As long as you have the quarterback, the head coach, the front office, right, and you draft well within that front office, you're going to keep humming. And that's what the Kansas City Chiefs are doing. That's what we've seen with routine playoff teams over and over as well, right? We've seen it with the Chiefs, the Ravens the Steelers mostly at times. We saw it with the old Colts for a while there until they tailed off. Um, You know, the Packers, the Eagles, right? The Seahawks under Pete Carroll. Uh, You know, the Cowboys have been routinely in the playoffs. We see a lot of the same teams in the playoffs in the NFL. This year, we got the surprise with the Texans and the Browns, and that's nice. But then eventually they trickle away, and then the cream rises to the top, and this parody thing is so overrated. In baseball, We still have not had a repeat winner in the World Series since the 2000 Yankees. Folks, we're going on 25 years without a repeat winner in baseball. And everybody says the Yankees, not everybody, many people say the Yankees are ruining the sport with the payroll. The Dodgers are ruining the sport with the payroll, right? You add Otani and Yamamoto to a Freeman and a Betts and all these Hall of Fame players. Still haven't had a repeat winner. The Arizona Diamondbacks just went to the World Series. Now, the Rangers won, and they had a huge payroll. I think top five, top six in the sport from spending on Jacob DeGrom, which was a disaster because you knew he was going to get hurt. Seager, Simeon, all these players, they won with a big payroll, but they were still a new team that won with a payroll. In fact, it was the first time they've ever won the World Series. So parity in the NFL, eh, let's stop with that for a little while and go see the parity more in all the other sports. Look at parity with baseball. Look at parity with uh, the NHL, as far as the professional ranks, I can't stand the NBA. I'm not even going to bring it up. So, but again, 
this NFL parody thing, it, it's got to stop. Now, we did see the Detroit Lions in the conference championship, and that's where I'm going to start recapping these two games quickly and then getting to the Super Bowl here on the ML Sports Platter brought to you <clears throat> by Rosie's Corner and our great friends at Elevate Fitness of Syracuse. The Detroit Lions, what an unbelievable game it was for uh, the Lions in the first half, right? I mean, they were dominating in terms of the play calling. They were dominating at the line of scrimmage. They were dominating with their aggressive play. Everything you saw in the first half was why the Detroit Lions, you know, had gotten to that point. It, it, it's bottom line why they got to that point. With Dan Campbell and the aggressive nature of Ben Johnson and everything, and I mean, they were so Detroit Lions here. The best of the Detroit Lions we saw in the first half against the 49ers. This team was so good, you know, they were literally getting San Francisco on their heels in every phase of the game. I mean, they were working reverse reverses were working. The play action was working. Rolling out golf was working. Uh, Jameer Gibbs on the inside and outside was working. Thunder and lightning. We have David Montgomery. Uh, uh, everything was working. Obviously Sam Laporta was a big time factor all year for them. We wondered about his health going into this game. No problem. He was working, um, you know, fake block, you know, stand block and then run out and catch a ball. And then the defense has no idea where he is. The lions were humming. And then all of a sudden in this game, um, there were, there were a couple of really, really bad um, <clears throat> situations. I thought with, with the, the lions, um, you know, they're up 24 to seven at the half and it's 24 to 10. And there were multiple situations where um, now that the, by the way, now that I'm doing shows uh, video here, you know, I can't pull up like all the stuff on my computer. I either got to write something down if I need, if I need to look at it. Usually I don't have any notes in front of me. Um, but when I record audio podcasts, I'll usually have at least like the box score. And then my mind goes and, and remember in the game as well. But I, I'm pulling up the box score here in case I need it. Um, so it's 24 to 10 in this football game. And look, there were multiple times when the Lions could have gone for it. Um, you know, uh, go, gone for points, gone for the field goals. Instead, Dan Campbell used, along with OC Ben Johnson, the 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 aggressive nature that got him there. Now, I'm going to give you the pros and cons of going for it mm -hmm. on these fourth downs. Okay, the pro is what I just said, right? You've done it all year. You're going to stick to your gun, stick to your identity. You trust your gut. I have no problem with that. I I, I usually want to be more aggressive than not in all walks of life. Right? Doesn't matter in business, football. Uh, whatever, right? I like the aggressive nature. That's a pro. The second thing that's a pro is the play worked. The big one where they were up 24-10, it worked. It was a simple throw over the middle and Detroit dropped the ball. I mean, literally just dropped the ball. And um, I think it was Reynolds who who had that drop. It was It was just an egregious drop. It was horrible. One of the worst drops of the season. And so they actually executed the play perfectly and to a T, and yet the drop happened. So if you're Dan Campbell and you're Ben Johnson, you're going, oh, yeah, but. Yeah, but. Like, we, we made the wrong the right move. And he said it in the postgame. He, he wouldn't have gone back on that. Now, the con is you're going for it when you could get the points and it's a three-score game, and then you're really putting the pressure on the 49ers. Brock Purdy hadn't put on any kind of a Superman cape yet to that point. He was still kind of, you know, you couldn't figure out if he was zigging or zagging. He, he was still kind of like all over the place in the game. 
Um, you know, he, he made some great scrambles late. He hurt the Lions with his legs. He made some big throws over the top when it matters most that most that Detroit secondary was a problem in the fourth quarter. That was the one reason why I said they wouldn't win a Super Bowl this year. You know, that was the lowest part of the Lions for me this year was their secondary. I just, they got to really get some help there with their safeties and corners. Um, eventually, you know, they were blowing tackles. Debo was getting loose, right? I, I, that one play that was just a bounce that you caught again, breaks, breaks sometimes go your way and not it's sports. Um, but back to these, back to these, you know, these, these fourth downs, you know, going for it and stuff. The, the con is that if you get the field goal there, you know, it's a three possession game and the Niners really have the pressure on them. I mean, they really do. Another con is, and, and I guess it's a little pro and a little con here. And that's why I left this last. When you go for it, you know, the pro is, you know, you, you execute it, you get it. Okay, there you go. The con is, and even if you go for a field goal, you can screw the play up too, right? You can miss the field goal. It can get blocked and, and returned. Uh, it can get blocked, period. <clears throat> you can get a penalty. And things can go wrong with a field goal as well. But when you go for it on fourth down, you are risking that anything can happen in that part of the offense. Drop, penalty, uh, interception. You're risking even more than the field goal, I would say. Because the worst thing that can happen if you kick a field goal is it, get, it gets blocked in return. That's the worst thing. That's not the worst thing if you, you go for it, period. The worst thing is everything, right? The worst thing is the drop. The worst thing is field position. The worst thing is an interception. The worst thing is a fumble. The worst thing is a pick six. The worst thing is a fumble. Return. I mean, there's all those things that are the worst thing. So playing the numbers game, the worst thing times five, six, seven, whatever I just mentioned, <clears throat> happens when you actually go for it versus the field goal. I would have gone for the field goal for sure. Again, if you get one of those field goals in multiple spots, you're up three scores, voila. As it turns out, the Lions, their defense starts crumbling. Momentum, it changed the whole game, not getting more points. The Lions then give up a touchdown. You know, they're up 24-10. They give up a big, they give up that third quarter drive. It was the Ayuk uh, pass from Purdy. You know, as we know, um, you know, obviously I mentioned the Ayuk, uh, the Ayuk played there down the field. It was just, you know, it was a bounce right off the line player. And, and, and it was just a bad luck deal at sports. And then the Lions go down they can't, they can't, you know, again, Gibbs fumbles, huge, huge play in the game. You can say two drops and a fumble really were, were, were the, the big reasons why they lost even more than going for it. Even though I would have, again, like I said, it was a mistake by Campbell, but it was the third thing on my list. I still would have kicked the field goal at least once, three-score game. And then the Niners get the ball. They get a field goal. And the line, I mean, that was a big stop by the Lions D. And they got another stop, and they got the offense, and they still could not get the ball down the field over and over and over again in that stretch where, you know, it was about 9.50 left until about, you know, that three-minute mark. They just couldn't do it. Couldn't. Do it. And then the Niners get the ball back. They get, they get the touchdown where Mitchell runs it in. And then the Lions do get a touchdown. They go for the onside kick, obviously. The ball, you know, line player touches. Even if they had recovered it, they probably would have called a penalty there. And then that was the ball game. The reality is you're up 24 to 7 at the half. And look, you had a great year. The Lions, unbelievable year. Great culture. Campbell going for it. The whole thing. Uh, ben Johnson, OC, he's going to become an HC probably here soon. We're going to hear, you know, I would assume Washington or Seattle. Uh, he's going to get one of those jobs. I would think Washington's going to go really hard after him because they really like Adam Peters as GM who came from San Fran, by the way, under John Lynch. I would assume that he wants to go get young, you know, young and aggressive, get offensive and all the rest. 
They got to draft a quarterback in the draft, though. I mean, you know, Sam Howell is a nice player. They got to go all for it. You got to get an elite quarterback if you want to try to win in this league, as we know. But what a great year. What an unbelievable run. You win the North. You know, you host, I mean, you're hosting a playoff game. This, these are the Lions, for God's sakes. But when it's halftime and you're owning the Niners, you're owning a team that for 10 to 12 weeks this year minimum was considered the Super Bowl favorite. You're on the road. You are owning that team. You got to keep getting points. You got to keep putting the pressure on them. And things just fell apart. The momentum was lost with Campbell going for it multiple times, not getting more points. And then the defense started to crumble. You knew Debo Samuel was not going to stay down for long, even though he was playing at about 70%. McCaffrey, all these guys. And then the Purdy came on. I mean, you know, while Detroit started crumbling, and I thought Jared Goff overall played a really nice game. He did miss some throws in that fourth quarter, though, big time. Uh, there were a couple that were behind players. There were a couple that, you know, in the middle of the defense where the Niners kind of left them open. There were overthrows. But I'm not going to blame Jared Goff at all. I, I'm not. I mean, I thought he had a really good game. He didn't turn it over. You know, thunder and lightning worked for the Lions. Like I said, they dominated for the, the, the 49ers for literally a half plus. Until those times where the Lions didn't didn't get the points, the Lions were in full driver's seat mode. They were they were winning the game, dominating and all the rest. Goff threw for 270, uh, 260, 273, excuse me, and a touchdown. Um, you know, you look at you look at the whole thing, right? They had a couple sacks in this game. Uh, Melifonwu, our guy from Syracuse, had half a sack in this game. I mean, the Lions defense came to play in the first half. They only allowed seven points on the road, man. But then when the Lions defense started to crumble and that secondary, remember Purdy had a big pick in this game. Um, you know, Purdy started making the throws. He was efficient. He also had 48 yards on the ground. He had a couple unreal scrambles. Remember the, the fake throw? He was kind of the pocket collapsing. He ducks under and he takes off. Those are the kind of plays where, and I'm not saying he's Patrick Mahomes, but those are the plays that, you know, Mahomes and Allen make, you know, they read the, the quick thing and boom. And that's what Lamar Jackson didn't do a lot in the KC Chiefs game. And I'll get to that in a second. But then you saw a lot of guys making plays, Samuel, Ayuk, McCaffrey, you know, McCaffrey was also hard to bring down in the second half. I mean, he was a locomotive. And I think about the risk reward of the 49ers when they went out and gave a ton of draft draft capital to get Christian McCaffrey, the risk of the injury, the reward of the production, they've been rewarded. They're back into the Super Bowl. They took a chance. Shanahan and Lynch, they worked lockstep. They went and got Christian McCaffrey, a guy who they thought could be added to this electric offense and just be unstoppable at that particular point. McCaffrey was hard to bring down in this game late. He had 132 yards of combined offense and two touchdowns on the ground. Those are the players that you need in the postseason. Those are the kind of guys who keep the chains moving in the postseason. He was huge in the second half. And I think back to the Buffalo Bills. They could have gotten Christian McCaffrey. Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott, McDermott didn't want to give up as much as the 49ers. Again, risk-reward. I was more on the risk side. I was more with them. Now you fast forward, and the 49ers clearly won that trade. They're in the Super Bowl. The Bills aren't. I don't know if the Bills would be there with Christian McCaffrey, but you get the point. It's those hair-splitting moments of getting a guy, and if it works, risk-reward, and that's what a lot of the NFL is, and that's why if your front office is better than others, you end up in the Super Bowl. Sometimes you get lucky. Sometimes you're just better. Sometimes it's both. And the 49ers, I think it's been both. And they won this game. I really wish the Lions had won the game because I wanted a new storyline to talk about. Um, the Lions had a great year. It's easy to say that they're going to be back. But frankly, we don't know if they're going to be back. 
I'll give you a couple of quick things on the Lions of why you should feel good about them getting back to this spot. Number one, the NFC is ultra weak, uh, even going into next year. Number two, the Lions, it seems like they have some cornerstone players. They have Amon Ross St. Brown, number one wide receiver. They have a stud defensive end in Aiden Hutchinson. They have a stud running back slash kind of like do-it-all Swiss Army knife and Jameer Gibbs, who was their version of Debo Samuel, right? And he fumbled, and it was a horrible fumble, but he's still a wonderful football player. He had an unbelievable year in a playoff. He's going to be fine. He's going to have a great career. The Alabama product is so fun to watch. They hit home runs in the draft. They have pounded draft picks. Uh, This front office has nailed it. They're great, great, great in the draft so far. You think about the trades that they have made. Think about the trade for Jared Goff. They not only got Goff, but all that draft capital, which turned into guys like Sam Laporta, right? So they utilize, they maximize, and those things would keep you thinking great things if you're a Lions fan. But man, this is a bitter pill to swallow to end the year. AFC Championship recap quick, and then a couple thoughts on the Super Bowl as it is set. Mike Lindsley with you here. All over the major social platforms brought to you by our good friends over at the Allen Angus Pub. Before and after all the big events in central New York, make sure you stop by for the best darn Angus burger in town. Remember, they're coming off yet another New York State Best Burger award-winning season. The Bacon Grilled Cheeseburger to die for. They're rolling out all the soups. They got the toasted ravioli for their appetizer. Amazing stuff. Great beers on tap in the bottle and in the can before and after all your crunch games, your Q's games, your concerts and events. Make sure you stop by the Allen Angus Pub. They're doing the roast beef sandwich, which I had a couple weeks ago, which is to die for. I'm going to head in this week and grab that again. The Allen Angus Pub, amazing place to go eat hang out with your friends and family, stop by. It's the official pub of the ML Sports Platter. And a tip of the cap, thank you as well, to our friends from Camillus Golf Club, <coughs> Bowers & Company CPA, <coughs> live video, live audio, folks. That's uh, that's where we're at here. You can sneeze right on camera. And I will not edit that because that is the beauty of looking at Mike Lindsley's sneeze right there. There's nothing that you'd want to see more than me sneeze on camera. And a big thanks to our friends at Stumble and Monkey Brewing Company as well. Hey, if you're in and around the Rochester area, School Street, Victor, New York, stop by for the IPA, Sour Seltzers, Red Ale. They've got it all. The Amber Ale, amazing, amazing uh, tap room there at Stumble and Monkey Brewing Company. You travel around from Buffalo, from Syracuse, from uh, Geneva, wherever it might be, or you live right in Rochester. Just go there, watch all the games. They got them on on the weekends as well. And you can join the Mug Club. Grab the gear. They got brand new caps and hooded sweatshirts as well at Stumble and Monkey Brewing Company. Visit them online before your visit, stumbleandmonkeybeer.com. It's also a great place to stop by after your golf round in the amazing, amazing golf city of Rochester, New York. All right, Chiefs and Ravens. This is very simple. Remember the Patriots dynasty early going, drafting front office. This was before Belichick had full control. He had some control, but not all control. The Scott Pioli's of the world, they used to draft up. First few Super Bowls, it was defensive, but Tom Brady, people said, oh, he's a system quarterback. You can't run the system without the quarterback. Bull crap. Enough of those system quarterback stuff. You are what you are. You have to have the quarterback to run the offense. Think Montana, West Coast offense. Think Bill Walsh used to talk about that. You have to have the quarterback to actually run the system that you want to run, okay? Brady, Belichick, Walsh. Montana, Noel Bradshaw, right? Like Aikman, Jimmy Johnson, uh, 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 all these players, the head coach and the quarterback go together. I've said it a million times. You're the quarterback, you're elite. You got to do your side. You got to be a great teammate. You got to watch your diet, nutrition. Uh, You got to be great in the pocket. You got to be a leader. You got to do all the things on your end. But then the other stuff, that's the other 50%. 
Head coach, coordinator consistency. Does your defense help you out? Is your offensive line healthy? Injuries across the board on the team overall, right? All these things go into the other part. That's where Josh Allen's getting failed in Buffalo, right? He's doing everything to be the elite quarterback, and his players are dropping balls. Trent Shurfield, right? Diggs dropped the ball against the Chiefs. James Cook dropped the ball. Sean McDermott has failed him multiple times between 13 seconds, double-digit leads blown, not being aggressive enough. I mean, you could have a little Dan Campbell and Sean McDermott right now, and the Bills maybe have been to at least one Super Bowl. So you've got to have all of it meshed together, and that's one of the million reasons why it's so hard to get to the spot we're talking about, the Super Bowl in the NFL. Now, this is a different version of the Chiefs. Back to those Patriots. Belichick, Brady, Brady, five to eight times a game, he would strike, and he'd be unbelievable. And he'd break down defenses and extend third downs. And he was Tom Brady early and you could just get it. And you saw the moxie, the poise, the leadership. Uh, remember John Madden in that Super Bowl against the Rams. Well, he should just wait and play for overtime. Well, Tom Brady had other ideas. Tom Brady went down the field, won it, venetary kick, and the dynasty was off and running. Actually, it was off and running from a tuck rule that we had never heard about before. Anyways, that was that version then. Brady. All-timer in the making early. You could kind of see it like Jeter with him. Then you move, right, defense. You see got Ty Law, Vrabel, Brewski, all these different guys, defensive players. And then they sort of evolve a little bit more offense. Belichick creates a slot receiver. The Edelman and uh, Amendola, right, and the Wes Welkers of the world. And the two tight end thing with Gronk and Aaron Hernandez. And then, you know, you saw that one uh, high-profile number one offense with a Randy Moss, and they just couldn't be stopped. And then they kind of came back offensively and then added more, de- you know, and it was more complimentary football. There's different flavors as you go through a dynasty. One year or two years, you have a chocolate. Then you have a mint chocolate chip. Then you got a butter pecan. And then you got maybe a raspberry. And then you got a little Neapolitan. And then you got a little flavor over here of a Rocky Road. Yeah, the flavors change and all the rest. That's what's happening with Kansas City. They have a new flavor, but the same flavor is still Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. And that's why you're here in the front office of Brett Veach. They won a game 17 to 10, right? Ownership, front office, quarterback, head coach. Those things are still in place. They've just won a different way. Patrick Mahomes, he threw it 39 times. He only had 241 yards and a touchdown. He had 15 yards on the ground. But the four to eight plays, redonkulous, on third down, scrambling around, reading the defense correctly, under duress. He makes every play when it matters most. How about that throw where you literally see Travis Kelsey just turn and the ball is already in his basket? It's already there. It's like a Magic Johnson NBA Finals assist to James Worthy, Michael Cooper, Byron Scott, or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. They literally finish sentences together. That's the chemistry that Kelsey and Mahomes have had. They continue to have it right now. They're back in the Super Bowl. They make all the big plays. Kelsey was ridiculous. 11 catches, 116 yards, and a touchdown. You want to say he's always open? He is always open. Sometimes it's because he's always open. Sometimes it's because he gets himself open. He's a smart player. He's a possession player. He's one of the all-time tight ends we've ever seen. And he dominated another football game when it matters the most, which is what a lot of people can't say this time of year. And Kansas City, they only scored 17 points. But defensively, four sacks, unbelievable performance by Justin Reed. How about Karloftis? You want to know how unbelievable the Chiefs draft? George Karloftis is only in his second year out of Purdue. This guy gets a sack every single freaking playoff game that matters. Go look at it. You look at players who come up out of nowhere, Wharton and company. 
You know, Chris Jones, he didn't have a sack in this game. He was an absolute menace everywhere you look. He didn't fill up the stat sheet with sacks and all the rest. He had a batted ball. And by the way, Baltimore, they were morons in this game. They played so stupid. How about the ball to Zay Flowers down the field? He catches it, then a taunting penalty. Like, really? Kyle Van Noy with a personal foul at the wrong spot. Like, dude, guys, it's the AFC title game. It's the second biggest stage in the sport. And you're out there doing taunting things and getting penalties. Absolutely ridiculous. Lamar Jackson had flashes in this game, but he did not make great decisions. Horrible, horrible interception when they were driving down to try to get back in the game. They were finally in a red zone opportunity. He throws into like double coverage or or, or developing triple coverage right over the middle. I, I just I don't know how you don't see that coming across. Horrible, horrible throw. And the Ravens give the ball back. I mean, it was a terrible throw. And, you know, when Josh Allen makes that play in the regular season, Josh Allen's a turnover machine. He's constantly costing the Buffalo Bills, according to 75% of the national media. Josh Allen didn't turn the ball over in the postseason. Josh Allen carried his team to victory, or so we thought, against the Kansas City Chiefs, if it were just about Josh Allen. People are still yelling and screaming on social media. Stupid fans, stupid media about the last drive against the Chiefs. Oh, Josh Allen underthrew Sherfield. Josh Allen missed this. Josh Allen didn't do that. Josh Allen had his left tackle, Deion Dawkins, blown up by that aforementioned Chris Jones multiple times, which you know disallowed him from making the perfect throw. Could he have gone to Stephon Diggs immediately? He could have underneath. He really could have. But that means that he decides in a half second to do that when he has a wide open guy in the end zone. Now you're asking a quarterback, I don't care if it's Montana to Elway to Marino to Allen, Lamar, Mahomes, and Bart Starr. I don't care who it is through the decades of, of football. I do not care. Steve Young, Brady. Particular play, Chris Jones blew up the left tackle. Blew it up. Little wireless issue there. Like, what do you want to do? The defensive player made a play. And in previous times, Rick Sherfield dropped balls as well. Cooks dropped it. At Josh Allen. And then he's getting directions from Brady and McDermott to go methodical, right? Just methodical so that Mahomes doesn't have any, uh, any time left. Screw that. Go get the lead at home. Maybe that one time Mahomes won't drive down. Maybe that one time you can get a stop. I'm taking my chances. I want to get the lead. I don't want to play for a 44-yard field goal into the win and have a blown wide right yet again. I'd rather get the lead and say, Mahomes beat us. I'd rather say that than wide right. Wouldn't you as a Bills fan? I would. I'd rather say you had the lead and the great Mahomes came down and beat you again. The great Mahomes beat you. McDermott's defense blew it again. The great Mahomes did it again. Instead of you were methodical and didn't allow allow your QB1 Allen superstar to try to go win the game. Instead, we got to deal with wide right, Tyler Baskett's death threats, and oh, by the way, Oh, by the way, what if Mahomes, what if you score really, really fast and Mahomes scores really, really fast and then Josh Allen gets the ball back again, last team to have the ball. And that's what you want if you're the Buffalo Bills with Josh Allen. Folks, don't blame Josh Allen. But Lamar, he throws a pick. Hey, ah, Lamar Jackson was scrambling around. He's, I mean, it's already going on on social. Oh, Lamar Jackson. Now there's some haters out there. They're blaming him. But Lamar, oh, he was under duress. Oh, he had to throw it. In, oh my God, the excuses for all the quarterbacks. But you can't make an excuse mostly for Josh Allen. It's unbelievable. You want to take Josh Allen comparing to Lamar Jackson. You want to take Lamar. And I would take Lamar over, over Jalen Hurts. I'd take him over 
a ton of quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean, a ton of them. I'd take them over, mate. Well, maybe even Brock Purdy, right? Because the system. Well, I, I'm not using the system, but the the coaching and more weapons are in San Francisco, right? So that helps Brock Purdy. But I think Brock Purdy is also fantastic. He's a part of what's made them successful. But if I go through a ton of the quarterbacks in the NFL, I mean, I'd take Lamar over Dak. I'd take Lamar over uh, Jalen Hurts. I would take Lamar Jackson over Tua Tonga Viola. I would take Lamar Jackson over a ton of quarterbacks, a ton of them. I mean, I really would. I'd take him over. I'd take him over Trevor Lawrence easily. Uh, you know, I gosh, I would take him over a lot of guys. I really would. Maybe in a year we're going to talk about C.J. Stroud as a guy we're going to take over all these guys, except for two or three. You never know, right? Jalen Hurts came back a little bit this year, didn't have the OC. But Lamar Jackson, come on, there were a lot of plays in that game right in the beginning, too. By the way, where the Ravens could have set the tone, could have set the tone, and didn't do it. Lamar Jackson, scramble your legs. He's the most dangerous runner in the NFL. That's what I was told. But Lamar Jackson didn't use his legs enough. Bottom line, right? Now, the Chiefs went down early and went up 7 nothing. Then the Ravens tied at 7-7. Set the tone. Maybe I went a little overboard. How about in the second quarter? How about in the second quarter when it was still 7-7 and the Ravens had multiple possessions? 14-7, Chiefs went up. The Ravens could never get back in the game. A lot of those drives, Lamar, stall. You know, stall, stall plays. You know, I thought he could have run it a lot more. I really did. And the Ravens, you know, it's easy to say that they'll be back. Well, but you have Reed and Mahomes. And you know what? Travis Kelsey, I think it, I think he might be retiring this year, whether they win or lose the Super Bowl. He's got some business adventures to look at. His brother just retired. They could go out together. Uh, you got Taylor Swift. You got Taylor Swift. Uh, and, you know, his body's banged up, right? He's getting into his mid-30s. He's already a first ballot Hall of Famer. <clears throat> He's already, you know, arguably the best, you know, tight end in the history of the NFL. You know, I don't know, man. I don't know. But uh, this seems to be uh, a, a perfect, especially, I mean, look, if they win it, it's a perfect time to go out, right? You, you, you would have three Super Bowls. You'd have all the Pro Bowls. You'd have all the numbers. Uh, again, the business adventures, your brother goes out. You can go, I mean, he and his brother are first battle Hall of Famer. Can you imagine going to the Hall of Fame with your brother? I mean, that that would be, I, I, I would, you know what? I would almost retire. I, I would retire. I mean, yeah, you could win another Super Bowl, but gosh, these guys know hard, how hard it is to get back. If you said to me, you had a choice of getting back to the Super Bowl and losing. Now winning the Super Bowl, again, you pick that over everything, I'm sure. But getting back to another Super Bowl and losing, or retiring now and going out on top and winning one and going into the Hall of Fame with your brother, I, I, I tell you, I would take, I would pick that. I really would. <laughs> you can't replace that. You just can't. But the Chiefs get it done. The flavors change. It doesn't matter. They win. They win. That's all there is to it. And Mahomes now, it's kind of like Allen, right? That make forty-eight great, splat, amazing plays, and you're you're off and running. You're doing your thing. I just. I look at I look at th this situation and I just you know, the Chiefs were way down this year. Mahomes was even down a little bit. They got chipped at through the regular season, you know, and they still made it happen. They still did it. There was a point in time where a lot of people doubted them. I mean, they were eight and five after that loss of the Bills. They barely beat the Patriots. Then they lost to Vegas. It wasn't the same team. They still won the division. They they won road games at Buffalo and at Baltimore, and they're in the Super Bowl. This was the year for everybody to have a shot at them.
Bengals, but Burrow got hurt. Ravens with Lamar, they got the one seed. Nope. Bills climb back from six and six to 11 and six. They get a home game and another home game. And the Chiefs come to their town. And the Bills were in full control to try to win that game in the fourth quarter. Nope. Championship teams, man. Championship pedigree. They find ways. They find ways. Even the Utah Jazz, people say, oh, you know what? The Bulls are wearing down. Michael, people chipping away at him. The role player stepped up. Jordan makes the shots in the end still. Championship pedigree. Championship pedigree. Go back and look at the Lakers of the 80s. People thought they were dying away. 86 Celtics. Nope. Won a couple more. <laughs> you know, an aging Abdul-Jabbar. Won a couple more. Cooper, Byron, Scott, James Worthy. Magic Johnson kept, I mean, you know, championship pedigree. The 80s Niners, the Packers 60s. You know, go look at it. Championship pedigree. The flavors change. If the main guys are there, you keep going. If your front office is there, you keep going. If your ownership is there, you keep going. And don't talk to me about parity right now in the NFL. Just don't. Don't talk to me about parity. Draft, salary cap, injuries. If you've got 15, Andy Reid, front office slash ownership, Kansas City Chiefs back in the Super Bowl. 49ers back in the Super Bowl. It's that simple. ML Sports Platter, thanks for watching all over the social and digital platforms. We are brought to you by Stanley Law Offices. You see that logo right up in the, I got to use my camera work here, right? It looked like I'm conducting a concert, right? Speaking of which, I'm trying to get my trombone back out and play that a little bit and try to get back into the guitar stuff here. So hopefully uh, I'll, uh, I'll be doing that soon too. Why can't they give us 30 something hours in a day? Huh? But there it is right there, right in the top corner, Stanley Law. Thank you so much to Stanley Law Offices, the official title sponsor of the program. Hey, StanleyLawOffices.com. Go visit the website and uh, together they will absolutely work to maximize and get you the top possible reward. And also remember Stanley Law Offices in conjunction with Music for the Mission, one of the great charities in Central New York. One dollar donation will give uh, give uh, three dollars to the homeless and hungry. Uh, three uh, three meals, excuse me. One dollar for three meals uh, for for someone in need, homeless, hungry in Central New York. They do a ton of great uh, benefits through uh, musical concerts and, and events and everything else. So go support Music for the Mission. If you're in and around Central New York, you can head on the social pages and and everywhere in between. Uh, head on over there. And uh, just Google Music for the Mission, musicforthemission.org comes right up. You can donate right on the page. Stanley Law Offices in conjunction with Music for the Mission, one of the great charities in Central New York. And I do want to throw a tip of the cap. Thank you as well out there to Burn Dairy, Bowers & Company, CPAs, Barks & Rec, Doggy Daycare, and our great friends. Yep, hat change. This one's for you, Joe Jr. and John Serino. CH Insurance, they're in your corner every day, every way. Go get the perfect insurance plan for you at chinsurance.cc. Cybersecurity is needed out there, absolutely, in today's day and age. Personal and commercial insurance, head on over to chinsurance.cc today. CH Insurance, always in your corner, every day, every way. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.